Welcome to Boardman Podcast, everybody. We have here two very special guests from the Blood Lab. Am I saying that right? The you are lab? saying it's it not correct. It's not the Blood Lab yeah. UK, is it? No, just the Blood Lab. Blood Lab, okay. It's going to be worldwide, you see. Okay. <laughs> don't, don't restrict us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we, we are big proponents of getting our blood work done, as uh, a lot of people are, and there's a lot of benefits to it. Like a lot of people might take multivitamins, but there's not always the right mix of vitamins that your body needs, depending on what you're deficient in. So we thought we'd have a chat with these lovely guys. Uh, and talk about type of blood work that you guys do. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm Dr. Chris. I'm the doctor behind the blood lab. Um, my background is obviously I'm a doctor, as it says in the title. Uh, my masters was in hematology, um, but most recently I have been around the sports medicine industry, working with performance athletes, strong men, bodybuilders, and just sports people alike. What's um, hematology for people who don't know? Effectively, blood science. Right. Okay. Effectively, looking at the blood, um, not directly clinical pathology as, as, as people would say it's more just like the way in which the blood is is one formed um, but also more recently it's the actual clinical diagnostics of other things other than just the, the blood markers that we look at. Right okay. Um, and I'm Becky so I'm the other director of the blood lab, uh, the real boss. <laughs> <laughs> she pays the bills. But no I deal with the business side of things yeah. uh, so I'm in charge of kind of everything from customer service, growing the team, panels, portal, the way in which you get your results, literally everything like that. So my previous background is in pharmaceuticals. Um, so I've got kind of the, the medical aspect, but, but more from like a business point of view. It's, it's really exciting having you on. I mean, the first thing is, you're, I'm not that I'm surprised, but you're both young. And it's like, it's kind of like a bit of a, um, it almost feels a bit disruptive in what you're doing because it's like, you know, like you said, you've got this, you've got this medical background, pharmaceutical, doctor and business side as well. And tell us a little bit about what the blood lab does because it sounds like you're quite you're doing some like really interesting stuff that almost feels a little bit yeah. revolutionary in a way. I think it's actually more important to talk about how it started yeah to begin with that's okay absolutely um so I was obviously working in the NHS um and I'm openly admitting to the fact that I was using anabolic steroids at the time that I was working at the same time um I had a very um bad reaction to something that I was using Right. And my general practitioner at the time thought it'd be a fantastic idea to just try and teach me a lesson, effectively. Um, so he refused me antibiotics um, in, an, in a way in which to try and kind of teach me that I shouldn't be doing what I was okay. doing. So you're using steroids, you yep. had a bad reaction, yep. and then your doctor was like... Yeah, um, so I then progressed into, it was, infection, it was an infection in my glute. Um, it progressed quite severely to a point where I couldn't sit down. I had to sleep with 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 a pill underneath me. I couldn't drive the car. It was that bad. Um, this was during COVID times as well, so you didn't you couldn't see another doctor face to face. All right. Um, I then went to my I literally walked into my GP practice and I said you need to have a look at this now. He sent me directly to uh, the surgeon over the hospital that I was actually working at the time, and they said that they needed to operate on me straight away um, because they were thinking it may well be necrotizing fasciitis, which is effectively flesh-eating bacteria. Um, Go on, say that word again. Necrotizing <laughs> fasciitis. Try and spell it. I don't even know if I can say it. Can say that? <laughs> so it was flesh-eating flesh? Eating flesh. It, no, it no. was basically an infection that was within the actual muscle itself, but was kind of eating its way outwards right. in, in some way. Um, so effectively, I, I, had inject, I had injected a steroid into my glute, um, whether the quality of the steroid or whether the injection pattern wasn't right, it just kind of flared up. Okay. And because it wasn't treated correctly, that's what led me to needing surgery. Right. Um, so I quickly then found out and realised that the NHS was not equipped. In, in my eyes, although the NHS is a fantastic um, tool in regards to health, it's not equipped for people that maybe live an alternative lifestyle. Um, 
I think there is there is a multitude of pathways for addiction. Um, there's multitude of pathways for drug addictions and alcohol addictions and obesity, but there is nothing for probably the biggest subject at this moment in time, which is body dysmorphia and, and anabolic steroid use. Mm. And I think that's the most important thing, is that we are by no means a company that advocate the use of anabolic steroids. Um, but to begin with, you know, we remembered where we came from and we started a company to help those that were using anabolic steroids and had an alternative okay. lifestyle. And it just progressed and rolled into a business now where we cater for absolutely everyone. So that triggered you and inspired you to Ex- kind of set up a company. Exactly. Yeah, right. and I think with our kind of previous experience in the NHS, so me from a primary care point of view, Chris from secondary in hospitals, we found that there's a real kind of need for this more proactive service. Mm. So rather than waiting for something to go wrong and then thinking, oh, maybe I should go see a doctor, actually being proactive. And I think since COVID, it's pushed everybody to kind of put their health first and think, you know what, I'm going to get an idea of what's happening inside and therefore I can maybe prevent it from happening or actually treat it much better than yeah. just being reactive. That's amazing. Well, thanks for explaining that. It's, it's really good to know. And, you know, it's funny because when I was living in, sorry, not living, when I was on my visa in America for three months at a time. <laughs> <laughs> it all counts, don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> when I was an American citizen. <laughs> I wasn't. I was on my visa strictly under 90 days. If you can see, you drive around with an American flag going, I am American. <laughs> when I was on my visa in America, I remember everybody would talk uh, 10 years ago about getting their blood work done. Yeah. And nobody in the UK was doing it. And I thought, this is crazy. It's like, it seems an obvious thing. And people aren't doing it. But in the US, everybody would get their blood work. Well, a lot of people would get their blood work yeah. done. So I'm glad there's people like you that are starting this up and, 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 and coming here. So, all right. So what are the main things that you try and find? Like, what are the main things you're looking for? Or what are the main panels that you're taking? So, again, yeah, there's a multitude of clients that we have. Um, we deal, like I say, with a lot of sports people, um, with a lot of performance-sensitive drug users. But more recently, we've dealt with general populations. So in terms of the things that we're looking for, it's important to note that when you're analysing blood work, the NHS give or the NHS or any kind of lab will give you a set of ranges. The ranges themselves aren't equipped for people that go to the gym, yeah. people that live alternative yeah, yeah. lifestyles True. and stuff like that. So when what we're looking for is is you know things that will fit within a trend of people that we've tested. Right. So we've tested now seven and a half, eight thousand people within the last um, nearly two years. Yeah we know what is normal and what is irregular. Whereas if you go to your standard GP or your standard doctor, they haven't seen that kind of array of blood work that, that right. maybe we have. So things that we're looking for for PD users. More in depth and specialised, it sounds e- exactly. like Exactly. I think with, with kind of any panel, when you go to the NHS, they'll probably test for only things that are either definitely needed mm. or maybe one or two more. So we yeah. actually look in a lot more depth because obviously people are paying for the blood tests. Yeah. So, um, so there's no limitations on that. A, a perfect example of that is when let's just say for anybody was was suffering or, or having issues with what they believe to be a thyroid issue. So, you know, you're always the hottest or the coldest in a room. You, your metabolism isn't great. You know, you, your hair and your skin, your nails aren't great. You, you would go to your GP and they'd test for probably two biomarkers and that would be TSH, which is thyroid stimulating hormone, and potentially T4, which is one of the molecules your thyroid produces. They don't test for things like antithyroid peroxidase. They don't test for things like thyroglobulin, both of which are autoimmune markers. That is the key ingredient for a diagnosis on the thyroid. Okay, we do. We test for six or seven different thyroid markers. Okay, but why not? Why don't they test for that? Cost. Money. Cost. Money and time. Yeah. Cost. There's a lot of things people so don't test not, for. So it's not the educational factor they don't, they don't know. Sometimes, yes. Maybe. Right, yeah. Yeah. yeah, sometimes, yeah. yes. But often, it's, it's down to time and money. Like, right. you're talking... People in the NHS, when I when I was working in primary care, would have 45 minutes for a primary care appointment. 
it went down to 10 by the time I left. Yeah. So if you think in 10 minutes, what can you actually achieve? Um, so all of our clinicians are more than equipped to kind of, and have time to spend with the client. So yeah. The key thing of, of working out and understanding somebody's health is actually looking at symptoms, previous history as well, as well as what the blood work's telling you. So yeah. if you've not got time to analyse any of that, you're probably not going to find an answer. We spent three minutes asking you, how are you and all that kind yeah. of stuff. Yeah. I love what you said just a minute ago about the COVID aspect of like things changing. And, and you know, I'm, I'm, maybe I shouldn't say this, but I'm a big advocate. I very, very rarely go to the doctors or in hospital and I very very rarely take any kind of medication and if I do need to take anything I'll always research first yeah. whereas the norm of society would be like you know if there's something wrong with you go to the doctor straight away they'll do that 10 minute and they'll and you'll leave with some antibiotics or something you know yeah. that's been given out to the masses and just hopefully it's gonna you know sort itself out and it's like how do you I mean what exactly what you're doing is redirecting people to kind of think well wait they do a bit of research look at what what you need yep. specialize it figure out actually I don't need all those tests I need this specific one test and go and focus on that and, and with that out. as well a big thing is we don't like primarily advise medication so we're very much under the, the kind of impression that supplementation can work probably a lot better than most of these medications that are already out there Absolutely. That, that is probably the key ingredient to why I think the business has succeeded so well not because of me or Becky it's because well partly me <laughs> we, we don't medicate. The woman driving I, I, yeah, Strong woman. Driving me nuts is what she's doing. He looks um, a strong man, but he's scared of you. It's quite weird. <laughs> she, beat, yeah. she beats me. Every time he speaks, he's like, wait. She, she beats me, she doesn't have to. I think um, a bad reputation now. a little punch now. I'm joking, I'm joking. So, so in in 7,500 patients, um, we've pretty much prescribed one drug. Right. And that, uh, one wow. drug, not one drug to everyone, as in one drug amongst 7,500 patients. Okay. Obviously, we've had to, you know, I'm not going to say we haven't referred people to specialists because we have, but by and large, if you look at the majority of drugs that are on the common market, they are linked back or have been derived from plants or vitamins or something in between. So we effectively just work backwards. Okay. You know, I, I, the best example I can give is on cholesterol. You go to your GP, you've got a high cholesterol. If it's above 5, 5.5, they'll put you on a statin. Okay, well, have a look at how statins work. We advise a supplement that is a bit of an all-in-one so if you look at hdl and ldl as, as as cholesterol molecules high density low density one's good one's bad hdl's good ldl's bad and the way that they work all you've got to do is find a way to either stop them working the way they should do or, or stop, stop them working the way they shouldn't do or make them work the way they should do okay right. what i mean by that is we use a complex um, formula it's called lipid max Lipid wax is a combination of three different therapies. So if you look at bad cholesterol as a, as a molecule, what it does is it effectively has a really important job that it helps to rebuild damaged arteries. That's its kind of key job. If you look at the way it works, we need to reduce inflammation within the artery so bad cholesterol doesn't go to it. We need to stop LDL binding to the artery to stop it going into the artery. And then obviously we need to stop it at source and stop being converted into LDL. That can be done by a simple supplement. If you look at powling therapy, powling therapy, lysine and LDL are exactly the same, you know, morphology, they look exactly the same. Mm. So if you flood your bloodstream with lysine, it's going to attach to the receptor instead of LDL. Okay. That's just, fascinating. Just, so there's a lot to take in there, and I, I yeah. want to make sure we take this the right direction so that, you know, we keep everything, like, organised with... Because to a lot of people, this is going to be new for them to hear, right? So, yeah. firstly, I completely agree, a lot of things can be fixed without traditional medicine, right? Yeah. Or what's called, what you class of what, synthetic medicine, would that be the... Yeah, yeah. yeah so, a, there's a lot, you know, agreed... A, Antibiotics aren't the best, healthiest thing to take, and mm -hmm. most of the time your GP will give you antibiotics. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So there's that. The second thing is around this kind of. I know it's been termed functional medicine. Mm. 
I remember I went to see a functional medicine doctor and he said, look, your iron um, is kind of out of whack and the ferritin that carries the iron around the body <laughs> is like really high. So he said, look, I'm, let, let's do all your blood work. So we did all my blood work and I said, look, what's this uh, APO, I think it's APO4E, yep. early onset Alzheimer's. Yep. He said, uh, look, you can get this done if you want to get it done and you can see if you're going to get Alzheimer's like with 97% accuracy. Mm -hmm. I said, I want to do it. No, I said, I don't want to do it. And he said, look, if you do it, um, I can pretty much stop it, prevent it from happening mm. through diet and nutrition. And he has 3,000 clients. Uh, and he said he stopped all of them from getting early onset Alzheimer's mm. purely because the vagus nerve that connects the gut to the, to, you know, the, the, the vagus nerve, apparently there's a billion neurons in your, in your gut. And he said purely through diet, he stopped these beta amyloid plaques from forming, which mm -hmm. cause Alzheimer's, right? Mm -hmm. So I was like, wow, just purely through diet. And he found out I was celiac and that, you know, all these things, I've not acted perfectly on them, but I've sort of taken a bit of his advice. It's really hard, and I should do. Yeah. But so, so the second part, I would say, the first part is you know that, that you've not given everybody traditional medicine, and the second part is around this sort of functional medicine yeah. where you can find all of these factors. And what you were saying, really, that means is that everyone's got to be, kind of be their own scientist. Mm. Everyone's kind of so many people are trusting. You know, you'll go to a GP and you'll just trust yeah. everything he or she says and take what it is. But what you're saying is kind of question it. Look into it a bit deeper because a lot of what you just said, LDL, cholesterol, yeah. what, 75% of people aren't going to know the, to this detail. Yeah, of course. So what would you say, like, what are the screenings that you take? I looked on your website. I know you do, there's another word for phlebotomy, basically. It was like, a, then there was the preventing cardiac arrest and then there was the complete blood plan. Were they the sort of sectors, the pillars that you yeah, take? Yeah, so, so we, we do, obviously, the cosmetic IV drips. Um, we do the, the in-depth blood analysis. We do we do treatment for certain conditions such as um, hemochromatosis, polycythemia, where we do venesections. Oh wow! Um, we also do most most in-depth. We do cardiac analysis as well. Right. So we do. Um, Is we that an ECG? Or? ECG, cardiograms. Yeah. Okay. We also do twenty-four to up to fourteen-day halter monitor ECGs as well. Right. Where we basically we fit a. Uh, we fit a trace to your chest and you just walk around and do your daily life and then we can basically see what's going on. Okay. The issue with ambulatory ECGs or ECGs that we just get in a hospital is that unless the problem occurs when the ECG is attached, we don't know anything better. Right. Okay. So you guys could be presenting with shortness of breath or something like that and mm. you come to us and see us and you have an ECG and nothing flags up. Right. Well, that's because you've not had the shortness of breath when the ECG was being taken. Right. So, what so we, I could yeah. say, I guess one side of this is like health diagnostics. Yeah. But then two, it's the interpretation and kind of the referral yeah. process from that. So yeah. it's not just you come and get your bloods done and that's it, that crack on. Yeah. It's you come and get your bloods done or have a, an ECG and echo, whatever that may be. Yeah. But then it's the interpretation that tailors it towards you as a person. Yeah. So again, looking at what's normal for you. Yeah. And then afterwards, it's okay, should anything else be needed, we have referral pathways in place yeah. to then carry on the treatment as well. And but the, the big question, right, is how do you know you're right with the kind of diagnosis and treatment, right? Because there's so much. I mean, I'm sure you guys watch Andrew Huberman, right? Yeah, he seems at the bleeding edge. Yeah. Then you've got, um, you know, you've got these AI models like ChatGPT and mm -hmm. you've got, uh, I don't know if you come across, I think it's called Galactic. It's Google's new AI model mm -hmm. where they've taken 32, I think it's 32 million scientific papers and they're using that to sort of look through and find out what the best treatments are. Mm -hmm. for so how do you know, more so than a typical GP, what is the right treatment to give based on you know diet and supplements and things? I started this company with a thousand pounds, and the first three thousand pounds we made was spent purely on the research, on, right. on hard evidence, finding the patients that come to us with an issue, trying them with a supplement to see what happens, and we yeah. went from there. Yeah. For an example, we had a patient come to us um, about two months ago. 
her total cholesterol was 12.37, which the range is kind of up to five, okay? Yeah. Within four Bear weeks... Bear in mind, she was like 26, like she's young, so it's, yeah. it's even more shocking. We had, yeah. within four weeks and two supplements, we had her um, total cholesterol back in range. Right. It, be, it, was, it was nearly three times What did you do, just to quickly... Implementation of supplementation. So okay. the, the combination of therapies I spoke about before. Which And it's obviously different for everyone, right? That's the, yeah, key, that's the key here, right? Is, yeah. it, is that, you know, most people take the same multivitamin thinking that that's healthy, mm. and what you're doing is you're saying specifically this is what you should take, and I think that's the key to exactly. being healthy. And the results are... Uh, yeah, it seems like the results are quicker as well, like you said, with that patient. Yeah. It, it fascinated me recently. I watched the Chris Hemsworth documentary on um, Disney. And he, have you, have you heard about his... He's got APO4E, the earlier onset outside. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, Chris Hemsworth, he does all these crazy, I think it's some sort of adventure thing with Chris Hemsworth. It's a documentary on, on Disney. And he does all this crazy climbing rope in, in the sea from a helicopter. And, you know, all these, he pushes himself to let me walks this rope and does all these crazy things. And, and then he had this analysis that he has eight times more likely to have Alzheimer's disease than, than the usual patient. It's like, well, he's like the epitome of... You know, a healthy yeah. individual. He does, you know, his diet diet's right. And I've spent some time with him on set. I've seen, you know, his regime every single day for like the last ten years. You know, really yeah. great diet, in shape all the time. But, you know, he's done these tests and figured out he's eight times more likely to get Alzheimer's yeah. than, than the normal patient. And it, and like James said, it's like it's figuring, it's having that now, and having those tests and figuring that out because now he can alter that and he can change yeah. that. Yeah. And that's that's quite that's think, really important. I think. I think the ability for people to have proactive health care as, as opposed to mm. reactive health care yeah. is, is probably why we're doing what we're doing yeah um i think in the most part you know some people don't want to know yeah some people don't want to know what's going to go on in 10 years time mm. I, I recently uh, watched an interview with, with um, dana white and he went to um gary brecker in america yeah and they said i can tell you when you're going to die within a couple of months yeah i.e., you know, you're not dying five years. And you didn't want to know. Some people just don't want to yeah. know. But the, there's a difference with that, right? Like, if, if you say to most people, do you want to know if you're going to get Alzheimer's mm. early? Most people say no. Yeah. But if you then say, do you want to know if you're going to get Alzheimer's, yeah. but I can guarantee you with I have a 90% accuracy, we can treat it, yeah. Yeah. then you'd say yes. Absolutely. So, so yeah, people aren't taking on that second bit, and you're, you're offering that second bit, which I think is, like, highly, highly valuable. Yeah. So what are the... I know I've sort of mentioned it, but what are the... The main things you take, like, do you come in and have like five vials of blood? Like, how? how is that that? So venous samples. Yeah. Um, so we we will we'd bring you into one of our clinics, which is kind of thirty two across the UK. Right. Uh, we would simply take your blood, depending on what test we're doing. We would depend on how much blood we would take. That's then sent to a lab within six hours. Are they like outsourced? Are they like separate? The laboratories. Should, yeah. Yes. Yes. And who takes your blood? Like the hemat? Because I think it's really good to have like a good hematologist. Because I've I've had pe- I've had my GP take yeah. my blood and have a bruise like yeah. this. Yeah. And I've had this amazing, this other, list. yeah, and they just put it, you don't even so feel it, and it all disappears. What we, what we are really kind of, I don't know, uh, specific on yeah. is who we take on right. as, as clinicians. So we have quite a lot of um, like fifth-year medics um, who specialise in the sports industry themselves. Right. We have clinicians that have like a master's in neuroscience. We have, everybody is like kind of, has their own niche within within our team. Right. Um, and they're all really overqualified to take blood. Yeah. But right. that's what you want. You want to go and see someone who knows what they're doing and what yeah. knows what they're talking about. Yeah. So you have a consultation with them who are fantastic at taking blood. Mm. Yeah. Really difficult people. Yeah. Um, and then from that, as soon as you get your results back, it's through our portal. So you actually get a text message to say your results are ready to view. Right. It takes you to a, a bespoke portal where you have a profile. Yeah. And from here, you can track all of your results over time. So whether you have an allergy screen, whether you have your bloods done, whether you have an echocardiogram, Everything's in one place. Because right. a big thing what I find in the NHS is that 
unfortunately, because there's so many different departments that don't talk to each other. Yeah. So likelihood is if you find one element in one part, yeah. it'll actually correlate with something else that you find. Everything talks to each other. Yeah. So when That's you get that- That's a great thing, like massive hostel, you can't imagine floor one's gonna be talking to floor eight. Pre- precisely. Yeah. So you might go for an appointment about, I don't know, in yeah. cardiac, about, about heart, and they, they don't speak to the hematology department. Yeah but they're telling you the same thing. It yeah. gives you more information. Yeah. So this portal allows for all clinicians, whether you're having, um, you've got, seen an echocardiographer or it's, it's a hematologist, yeah. they can both see both results. Yeah. So yeah. therefore they can give you an actual accurate interpretation and therefore protocol as well. Well, we're, so we're excited get, to have, have hours done. At some point I, so I just want to ask excited. that yeah. <laughs> so, we, so you get the blood taken yep. and then you give them a report. You give the customer a report. So yeah, so within probably 48 hours, you'll have a text message. So your report is virtual. Right. Um, and this means that you can track trends over time. Right. From this, you actually- How detailed is that report? Very, very. Right. very. So, it's all so in, the, the report itself, you, we don't give you a breakdown directly of this is what's wrong, this is what's right. You get the results in front of you for, you get, for 24 yeah, the hours. the raw kind of data, but it's all in like a graph format. So right. it's in a range bar format. So you can see okay. exactly if you're in range or out of range. Okay, but for, for everything? For everything. For all your health? Yeah, so it's all split into like different tabs. So whether that's uh, lipids or it might be full blood count, kidney, yeah. liver, whatever whatever it may be. Yeah. From here, you book a consultation directly into the doctor's calendar. Right. Choose a, a date when's best for you. And you ha- basically go through that specialist doctor yeah. with all your results. And those doctors work for you? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yes. At the Quite minute, excited but nervous. At the well. minute, we, <laughs> we, can, we can tell you anything. This is, so this, is why it's, this is why it's important is because we, I'm currently the person training the doctors on how to interpret alternative right. blood work. Right. So we have someone br- um, being brought at the minute, Jack. He's very similar to myself. He's worked in the NHS, but he knows about alternative lifestyle because he lives on himself. Right. Uh, we have um, two of our other clinicians that are currently just clinicians in the lab being trained as well right um so we're, we're kind of you know we're, we're we're training everyone to be as qualified as they can be reading blood work that isn't going to be normal yeah, yeah. and that's the important thing now yeah. you guys you, you look relatively normal i assume your blood work won't be massively out of what we would normally expect yeah but it, you must imagine the people that we see for example know, we look after all the strong men so yeah. tom and luke stoltman huge huge people there for example they have an echocardiogram their yeah. heart is going to be very very different to a normal person yeah. Yeah. so you yeah. can't interpret that heart the same as it yeah. as wendy down the road yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, we've said this with uh, eddie hall on we had terry holland here the other day and they, you know they're massive guys super strong and i've said it twice now i'm like but it can't be healthy what you're doing mm. and they've gone like it's not the extremes they go to. So extreme, we, and eddie's a very good example of that because he just went you know way mm. past a- the extreme absolutely and it's like Seeing him now compared to when he was competing, it's like he looks so much healthier now. So this um, is one of the big reasons we got we got involved with Strongman, wasn't it? Yeah. That in order to be able to kind of push your body to them limits day in, day out, mm. there's gotta be like a healthier way to do it. So yeah. we are now partners with the Giants Live right. and we look after all of their athletes. It's amazing. So whether that's blood work, whether it's cardiac assessment, um, IV drips days before for hydration. Yeah. And then you can share that information internally and know who's, you know, which is looking, well, the, the, the knowledge behind it. And you've got another yeah. athlete over here joining, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll be the lower down athlete. <laughs> the, beauty, the beauty of the business is as well, we're, we're, you know, we're not egotistical enough to think that we know absolutely everything. Yeah. What we, what we do is we bring on the people that have got more expertise in the field. So for yeah. instance, we work with um, David Oxborough at the University of Liverpool. He's seen more athletes' hearts than probably any wow. 
doctor in the world. That's amazing. Uh, how long have you been going for, if you don't mind me asking? Just shot two years, two yeah. years in April. And how many people have you got? I know you said 32 clinics, but like... Um, so we have rotation-wise, we have seven clinicians. Okay. We also then have three or four people that work externally and, and, and kind of come back to us when we need them. Yeah, and you're yeah, based yeah. in Manchester, right? Yeah. So we yeah. have uh, just opened our new HQ in Hale. Um, okay. So it's like a two-story clinic. Um, we have a recovery suite in there with like an infrared sauna ice bath. We have an in-house physio couple of clinic rooms yeah. um, we offer like echocardiograms there so kind of like the full full works yeah. this is the thing you said you want to do next week with me naked in the ice bath that's what you said you want to do <laughs> okay. I told him about it like, can I join him <laughs> 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 all naked there holding hands no so we're, yeah we're going to come up and, and, and have our stuff done and document it so we can show people as well what yeah, it's like. yeah I think it's really interesting I want to make sure I get like all so okay so there's I read something about this the phlebotomy but it was a, a much better word something section better section better section yeah, yeah. Um, so if you have like high iron for example mm-hmm. or high ferritin yep. would you recommend getting your blood you know giving blood or having your blood taken out if there's a medical reason for it absolutely yeah. so again we, we can't just look there is hematomacrosis for example hemochromatosis yeah hemochromatosis um, so there's, there is this polycythemia which is a thickened blood effectively uh, increase in hemoglobin increase in red blood cells that can cause an increase in viscosity yeah um, that can cause down the line cardiovascular issues etc there's also like you say I, um Hemochromatosis, elevated iron, elevated ferritin, elevated transferrin, which are all going to cause uh, well, numerous different issues: tiredness, fatigue, you know, lethargy, low libido, um, itchy skin. There's a, there's numerous different reasons um, why you'd probably want one. The venesections, though, the modern day venesections, they're not, they're not. I would say they're not science backed. I.e. the current phlebotomy protocol with the NHS, if you have hemochromatosis, is is kind of a a front-loaded um, venesection one day one, venesection day fourteen, venesection day twenty-one, and it doesn't really doesn't really work. If I'm being deadly honest, the reason being is because you're not. Although you might be bringing your iron down, you might be completely flowing your ferritin, and that's why we look at both red blood cells and hemoglobin yeah. as well as iron and ferritin yeah. to to basically tell you how much we need to take out. Yeah, um, we do something called an isovolemic venesection. So the process behind that is that we take blood and then we also reinfuse saline. So if you imagine when your body loses blood, what's the first thing you're going to do? Try and make more blood. So what we do instead is we take the blood and we reinfuse saline so the body doesn't know that it's lost blood. Is that like an salt IV or something? Yeah. yeah. So you kind of like one arm, you take blood out of the other one and then it okay, kind of goes okay. like a circle. Yeah, that's cool. So that, that Do you know, I read the other day that they replaced, they got these fish and they took out their blood plasma and they replaced it with seawater and all the fish lived. Really? Yeah, seawater is like almost identical uh, molecular structure to um, to uh, blood plasma. That's incredible. When you put blood in a centrifuge and take the, the plasma out, yeah. I'm okay. just going to go buy some fish and try that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Business yeah. idea, that's great. Well, what I like what you just said is like, I was, I was, I was going to ask in, in the sense of like, you're doing all this great stuff which sounds you know really incredible and I think everyone should look at health a lot more carefully because it's the most important thing when you think about it. You can't do anything else. If you're not healthy... Yeah. You can't live, you can't exercise, you can't, you know, you can't do anything, you can't make money, you can't do mm. anything. So I think what's how do you how do you sort of keep ahead of the times in the sense of, you know, for the last 50, 60 years, everyone's been taking antibiotics, you know, women have been taking the pill to stop them getting pregnant or whatever. How do you do you have like a section where you're you're moving forward with the science or how do you keep up with that? Because something, you know, a scientist yeah. in China might come out tomorrow and find something that really works and that's new. How do you how do you focus on that rather than just doing the, the, yeah. the stuff that you're so so we work we work with our patients. You know we we 
we regularly vet our clinicians to say what are people coming in with you know what are their biggest ills that they have in their life at this moment in time from a health perspective and from there it's kind of my job really to make mm. an appropriate panel based on what people's issues are okay, so, so you're based on the, on the so I, think, yeah. I think this yeah. is why the treatments have expanded so quickly is because we did just start with blood analysis and now we offer these whole kind of different health diagnostics mm. we're starting um, a bowel screening yeah. uh, next week because we're finding more and more people are coming up with maybe similar sort of issues yeah. so we we, we probably vet the clinicians find the issues and then it's Chris's job really just to kind of think how can we either find a test that can diagnose that or or how can I find a treatment to kind of fix that yeah, but we, yeah within within reason as well because I could I could test for everything you know we could we could bring on a, a million panels but like you just perfectly said then you know if I'm if, if you're if I'm diagnosing an issue I want to be able to find a treatment pathway yeah. for it. Yeah. So we can't just test for everything and just have a load of diagnostics and, and not a lot of treatment. Them, yeah. Yeah. So what we do is we carefully look at exactly what we're trying to trying to cure or trying to see what the issue is from a diagnostic perspective. And we basically plan a referral pathway yeah. to treating the patient. So for instance, digestive health. Now, as I mentioned before, we work with a lot of um, athletes, i.e. bikini athletes and, and, and female people that do like bodybuilding one of their main issues that they face is digestive health at the back end of their prep because yeah. they've deprived themselves of yeah. certain, certain foods. So what we do, have done is we've introduced a bowel screen that, and digestive health screen that basically tells you exactly what the issue is. Yeah. Have you got bacterial overgrowth? Do you yeah. have H. pylori? Do you have issues surrounding inevitable bowel syndrome? We can find out from a simple right. blood test. And you, Okay, so that's great. So in terms of like health and longevity, that's fantastic. Do, are you doing anything to sort of like pre-screen for sort of cancers and tumours and, 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 and seeing if that's going to come. I know a lot AI is being used for a lot of that, but yeah. are you doing any of that manually? We, we do have the ability to. Um, the lab that we use, we haven't put it out to the public yet, but they do do uh, 129 um, cancer test, a right. genetic screen, effectively. Right. Um, but it is extremely expensive, so right. it's not something that we've put out to the public yet. Yeah. And we don't know the... Obviously, it would be extremely accurate, but we again, we don't have a treatment pathway for it. Yeah. How expensive, if you don't want me asking? Fifteen hundred pounds per per person. Per person. Because yeah. ideally, you want to be, you know, in the future, it's kind of almost without a doubt, isn't yeah, it? You're going to have this thing attached to you, and it's going to say, look, if you don't eat this or have this, you're going to yeah. form this type of cancer. That's where you want to get it to. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. You, you want to get to a point where there isn't, you know, we don't wait for the symptoms to occur. Yeah. We yeah. cure. We cure the. We proactively diagnose before yeah. we get any symptoms from it. And obviously, your brain, your body's just going to run so much better when you know what the issues are and you're and you're fixing of them. Of course. So and okay. So that was the phlebotomy. Uh, there was all the V section, vas section, venesection. <laughs> Not V section, vas section. <laughs> um, and the other one was this. Uh, James is trying to get pregnant. Do you know to. <laughs> <laughs> we can help. We can help you with that. Think, yeah. <laughs> I know you think, um, and uh, the other one. So this cardiac, um, are you seeing? I, mean, I don't want to prompt anything here, but are you seeing an increase in cardiac arrests? Uh, from a cardiac arrest perspective, luckily not. We're seeing definitely different morphology of hearts that are coming into us, especially people, athletes-wise. We're seeing maybe changes that we may not have seen five, ten years ago. Whether right. that's because of the evolution of training, whether that's because of the substances taken, we don't know. Right. Um, but we're seeing different in a good way though or um i would say in some degree it's probably more of an evolutionary change for the sports person mm -hmm. in other degrees potentially maybe detrimental to the person long term i would say right. um you know we're looking at things like the ejection fraction the ejection fraction is affected the amount of blood that exits the heart versus what comes into the heart so right. your heart kind of beats it doesn't beats 
that synchronistically it kind of beats and then it twists like a sponge. What we're basically seeing is how much or how strong is this contraction, how much blood goes away from the heart at that particular period. And we're seeing, by and large, quite a reduction in maybe what we would have seen five or ten years ago. You know, average between 50 to 55% is, is good and above. Right. We're seeing in some athletes, in some strong men, between kind of 40 and 45. Right. Do you touch on the juvenescent stuff, the age reversal thing, you know, the David Sinclair stuff, or is that a bit yeah, keeping away a, from that? That's a, that's a little bit left field, but yeah. it is a growing market, an yeah. absolutely growing market, especially in America. Mm. Um, you know, they're using certain substances to enhance life. They're yeah. ho- um, optimising hormones a lot better than probably we are here in the UK. Yeah. A big thing that we, we are becoming advocates of is, is the assessment of, of male hormones and the optimization of male hormones, especially especially you know, when you get past the age of 35 to 40 and everything starts to go down, we speak very openly about the... <laughs> <laughs> Not literally. <laughs> yeah. That wasn't an innuendo, but... Um, <laughs> trying to do that. <laughs> we, with, females, with females, we know that the menopause is rife. We yeah. know when the menopause is happening because... 51, right? Depends on Around the person. 51. Depends on the person, yep. But we don't really speak about the andropause, which is the male version. Right. You know, at 35 and above, everything starts to... You know, testosterone levels start to drop. Um, I think that's an old, like, obviously I'm going to stick up for myself here, but I think that's like an old, older time that that was happening. Like, mm. I think our parents, yeah, but like what I see now, and I know a lot of these guys are taking like HGH and TRT, mm. but a lot of the, the 60 year old guys, the Joe Rogans and everything, they're in like, in, you know, they're ripped, they're in, you know, they're what? Like, if you don't want to say, you, you use an example. I always come no, back to this. It's, but it's, no, it's, it's a really good <laughs> example. Like, James is he's openly, how old are you? 44. <laughs> I'm full. I'm I'm forty. And then four years make a difference, right? Yeah, four years make a difference. Yeah, <laughs> okay. but basically, no, but he's he, he's got more. You, you would say you got more energy than every year. Yeah. I, yeah, and but I'm not overdoing it. I had a really good chat actually with Terry Hollands, and he was like, "Look, James, I'm he's forty three, right? And he's going in for a competition on Saturday for world's strongest masters. I think he's just pulled out. He's just pulled out. Pulled out. Yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. So he said he's because you see how hard these guys work yeah. out. Everything is broken, right? So, like, to give an example, and it's not about me, it's just for sort of other 40-year-old guys, it's like, every year I feel I get stronger, every year, like, I lift more weights, I um, can run faster. Now, that is obviously a mental thing, and I'm pushing myself hard yeah. every year, yeah. but I do feel like, you know, I don't get injured, I don't get, you know, I get sick, mm. uh, and I do think there's a, I, I feel like, when you look at the 70 and the 80-year-old guys, the Stallones and all these guys, now I know they're all taking things, right? Mm. But they're still in really good shape. So I feel like this generation, because of the food we've taken, probably not the amount we've drunk, but because of what we know through science, I feel like that age is now, I think that 35 thing is sort of probably going to be more like 45, 50, I feel. Mm. I think I think there is there's probably two ways to look at that, especially in the industries that we, I wouldn't say just working, but the quality of the substances that people are using are a lot worse than they used to be, Yeah. i.e., what now? Yeah. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. Because there's more, more. There's more of it. It's more profitable. Yeah. It's more. It's like it's like any recreational drug. If, if there's someone at the top that's selling it, they want to make as much profit as physically possible. Like the amount of tests that we do, where people are saying they're on X amount of, of, of let's say testosterone, which would normally yield X amount of testosterone from a blood test. Yeah. And then we see actually what you're using is not testosterone. So my yeah, ag- no testosterone. It's re- you've got to go to the right person. Get yeah. That, yeah. So, so my uh, my argument to that is probably what these guys were taking back in the day yeah. was a lot better quality uh, than right. what our guys are taking yeah. now. Okay. Yeah. That's and there's a big difference between the UK and the US. Absolutely. Yeah. The UK are much more yeah, you, careful over yeah, what you take. America's a lot more liberal. You can yeah. walk in there and you can literally say, "I want some testosterone." No yeah. problem at all. So. And I suppose yeah. it depends on the person, right? Because you might be, 
yeah. playing a million, you know, you might yeah. be. I think it's how you look after yourself as well. Yeah, I, th- I think, I think it's how much there's a lot of different factors. I think, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, there is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's how much stress you put your body through. If you have kids, because that takes you know that you lose a lot of sleep and all that. I think there's, there are a lot of factors. Yeah, it's mentally it. as well. Other than just yeah, because there's, there's a reason work. you push yourself because you're more motivated to do it. Yeah. Um, for example, I run marathons, so yeah. I'm motivated to do that. So it keeps me healthy. But then yeah. you'll get somebody else who's completely on the opposite spectrum. Yeah. Um, so I think it is probably person dependent. Yeah. Yeah, you're right, definitely. Okay, so the juvenescence thing, maybe in the future. Maybe in the future. And the AI yeah. thing. I think Once you've got all the data, you can use yeah. like big data analytics, tie it into an AI, and it will basically, you can pre... I think it's knowing when the time's right, I think it? one thing we're restricted by is regulation in the UK as well. Regulation is a lot more stringent in the UK than it is abroad. Right. Okay. Um, I think that what we have the ability to do as a company and the people that we bring on is, is growing, but it's never going to be anything like it is in America. You know, you can or Dubai or anything like that. You can walk yeah. into a pharmacy and pretty much ask for whatever the hell you like. Yeah. And we've noticed Why do you do that in Dubai? Uh, for some things. Pretty much anything. Can you get like diazepam? Sorry, No, Can you get like diazepam and things? I'm not sure. I'm not right. sure. I know you can. Obviously, we do a lot of bodybuilders. <laughs> Just ask if he's going to Dubai. Next week. So when are you going to Dubai? <laughs> 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 I'm going uh, next, like in a couple of weeks. Jackie's, yeah, Jackie's case. <laughs> you can get things like growth hormone and insulin and stuff in Dubai. Okay, okay. He's, he's going to come back from Dubai. Everybody comes back. We've been doing James nothing, mate. Just preparing for strongman. Yeah, yeah. But um. Yeah, the, 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 we're, we're kind of constricted by the regulations that we have yeah. to go through. Okay. Is that, is that, why, why is that? Because obviously it's health, right? If you're d- mm. driving sort of, you know, improving health. Because what, just what because we would be arguing with regards to the essence thing is that it's, it's functional medicine as opposed to strategic clinical medicine, i.e. We're not, we're not curing an issue, we're trying to prevent an issue. And that, that okay. is where the issues arise. So do you have to follow the movement or can you... You know, if you if you're working behind the scenes there, if there is develop a, something that's like if there is an incredible. ethical if there's an ethical and moral reason to do a treatment, we will absolutely do it. Right. Yeah. You know, the the, yeah. the possibilities are really endless. I can't do stem cells yet in the UK. Can no, you? but there is a company called Bioaccelerator right. in Colombia, right. and they are they are ten times ahead of everyone yeah. else. Right. I've heard that a couple of times very recently. Un- Colombia is supposed to be like way ahead. Really? Yeah, on their health. All they've done though. Really? Yeah. With all the health things, everything. Juvenescence as well? Absolutely. All they've done is I used to go to all the uh, longevity forums just because I was interested in the science and I read Lifespan, David Sinclair's book about Satuins and um, uh, cell senescence, you know, stop cells becoming senescent. And this company, Calico, California Life Company, uh, Jeff Bezos put, I think, Mm -hmm. one billion in, the guy from Mm -hmm. Google did. Mm -hmm. And I think they were doing sort of human trials now to actually reverse age aging and um, there's this thing called a multipluripotent uh, transient stem cell reprogramming where they can actually reverse the age of skin cells mm-hmm. so they've reversed they've got a dish and a petri dish and they've put human skin cells in there and they've reversed the age by 54 mm-hmm. percent so you're like okay if they're doing this now i know it's a long way to do it in a human because you're going to have all the other factors it I, th- I believe in our in my lifetime it will happen so I'm like, okay, how can I find out more? So I've been really researching it and trying to understand it more. You know what so it is as well? It's places like um, like Colombia and Singapore. I've been to Singapore and I was blown away because when you're like 17, 18 in Singapore, quite often your your birthday present can be Botox or, uh, you know, some... some like he's was. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> like, like some plastic surgery or something. And to us, that's like a bit alien and a bit crazy, but... In the flip side, if, if you're 18, 19 or, you know, that age and you're learning about health things and even just doing vitamin doses or something, you know, we're not doing that here. We're out drinking we, and 
you know, just yeah. on the street. So it's yeah. it's it's that and places like and Colombia's come up a couple of times recently. Like if you want to go there and be like at the forefront of health yeah. in terms of changing your body and, and yeah. that kind of stuff, they, they're really sort I of think driving it. Body modification in the UK is is growing at a rapid rate. Yes. We have just um, we've just partnered with a company called Signature Clinic. Now they do pretty much every surgery you could physically want as a male okay. and a female. All sorts. Gender changes? They do penis well, enlargements. Yeah, they do, yeah. Oh yeah. my God. They do penis enlargements. You can get an extra inch, apparently. <laughs> Sign, <laughs> Sign me up. <laughs> not, not that Becky's looked into it or anything. <laughs> so um, Chris is there for his patient. Chris is like, I need to get it done, let's push it. He's emailing the government every day. They can do everything from kind of suspensory ligament, um, um, like, loosening so okay. effectively the top of the penis is these two ligaments that basically stop the there's a lot about this isn't he <laughs> and they can also do fat transplant trans- wow. fat transplant they can do you can get cheek reduction they can do you have um, to get cheek reduction don't people want more cheeks than this yeah but apparently if you've got too much they can take some out really yeah. I told James about this the other day he doesn't let me mention it but there's a documentary that came out it's, it's called My Massive Cock and it came out on Channel 4 recently always bring it down <laughs> <laughs> that's why he's here he's been waiting waiting wait yeah, for yeah, 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 yeah. it's a scientific health documentary and it's, it's like a group of men that have got it. uncomfortably big penises and, and how did you star in that one no alongside I love it. You got a bit of fun, and it's basically about some you know some men in the UK who have uncomfortably large penises, and it's really awkward. I think I've actually seen this. You know, it's supposed to be good. By, I told by him, accident, I, I told like him about it, and he well, got to sit there for two hours and watch it. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to get into. We can sit there and we can learn to. something. We scientific. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, but anyway, there's, there's just there's an emphasis on general health stuff, and I, I do agree. I think I think I think the UK is far behind. <laughs> I think the UK is far behind. Yeah. I've just been to Turkey, and they're crazy out there. Like, the what did you get done in Turkey, Matt? Uh, nothing, mate. Let's everything. Move on. Full face, teeth, <laughs> Full hair, face everything. Lip, no. Yeah, went there, had some treatment done. Had Try and come on, ask, ask, ask Matt to smile. Come, come on, I can smile. Smile. Nothing moves. Don't you start? Do you start? Don't you start? You started it. I'm going to carry on the sauna, mate. You'll melt. I've been in the sauna loads of times. Can you take your hat off for a second? Mate, I'm just. How's it doing? It's a chilled, chilled episode. That's why I've got the cap off. We're going to Botox after this, aren't we? No. Okay, so so have I missed anything in terms of like what the 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 samples that you're taking for specific reasons? So. The, and, and, and what you're looking for and should someone tell you look my dad died of a blood disease absolutely so we so do my dad did die of a blood disease okay um, <laughs> that, that, um, that is actually really helpful to know okay yeah but I did I wanted to like not trick trick you but say look so yeah my dad died of a blood disease um, but he was a big boozer back in the day mm-hmm. and actually his sister did as well and funny enough my uncle their brother is a haematologist um, yeah my all my dad's side of the family are all doctors right. and they're all haematologists funny enough um, and they've been trying to find out what it was and whatever. So they thought it was hemochromatosis. I had the check and there's no, there's just one on my dad's side, not on my mum's yep. side. So I don't have it. I don't have the gene. Okay. So, but yeah, my ferritin's really high. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I thought I'd mention that. It's but the same as mine. My dad passed away from a cardiac, I think he had a heart attack. Yeah. Heart disease, and yeah, his so brothers have heart So problems. be looking at things like cholesterol panels for yourself yeah. And, yeah. and definitely iron panels for yourself as well. And maybe have a look at, you know, if there's a medical reason for it, having a venesection and see if it makes you feel any better. But then we would look probably into the symptom based on you're not exhibiting any symptoms. So I've got zero symptoms. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. when did you have you this done? No, I was getting my... So this was the thing. So, t- okay, maybe to put in something different in there just to, that, that doesn't go along the typical line of what you think might 
might happen. So I got my blood work done and my ferritin was really high. Mm. And the doctor was like, look, this is too high. You've got to get four phlebotomies, give blood four times a year, basically. Mm. Um, because what, you, you're producing too much blood? Too much ferritin, which carries iron, right? It's an iron storage molecule within the liver, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So basically, yeah, it transports the iron around the body. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, and basically said, look, you've got to give blood four times a year. Everything else is fine. So I thought, okay, I'll give up alcohol. So I gave up alcohol for nine months, uh, exactly the same. Started drinking again, exactly the same. Like I, tried, I tried all these different things. Yeah. But were you giving blood? No, I didn't give blood. Okay. Um, and then I went to my GP and he said, look, James, stop worrying yourself. Uh, I've had the same GP for like 20 years, yeah. a, a private GP, not on the <laughs> NHS. He said, stop going to this guy, stop spending this money, stop worrying. Because two years, nothing changed. Actually, when I was with you in Bali, I'd had it just done before then. And I, right. I wasn't eating, because he said I was celiac, I wasn't eating any bread and all this. So, oh, but over You were super healthy then as well. Yeah, yeah. but over, I didn't drink for two years. And over then, um, basically, nothing changed. The ferritin was all the same. So my GP said, just ignore it. You've, you, you, you know, your ferritin's higher. So just ignore it because you're going to drive yourself crazy. That was just a couple of years ago and I just ignored it. Hmm. So, so again, that comes back to symptom-based. Now, there is a link between hyperitin and, and liver dysfunction. So uh, there's an enzyme in, in, in the liver called ALT. It's a bit of an inflammation marker. We often see elevated ALT will also result in elevated ferritin as well. Right. So having a look at things like a liver panel will give us a little bit more of an indication as to whether it is a ferritin oh, elevation. Oh, panels as well, yeah. yeah whether, whether ferritin is, is linked to liver dysfunction because ferritin made in the liver effectively yeah. so yeah. again it's looking at a whole holistic approach to things and yeah. we'll find something I'm sure that's great and okay and do people get a login or do you do everything manually or is it an that's app yeah so we created them. basically a CRM system so you can track all of your health in one place yeah. so you basically get your own personal login um, you probably can you'll do that either when you purchase the test or if for example you just come to the clinic we can sign it up for you okay. and then that's where you then get all, your, all of your results the okay. beauty of it um, is, though, I, th I think this is more than one of the biggest selling points to it is that you have a chat function on your portal. So wherever you are in the world, at whatever time, you can literally log into the portal, yeah. send me a message, okay. and have a response within 24 hours. Cool. Just having, uh, having everything in one place, you know, <coughs> rather than having, like, other companies may do like one blood report there, then you get mm. another PDF and another. You can't actually compare any of them. It's so difficult. So it's important that you understand as well, not all supplements are created equally. Yeah. Um, the way in which supplements are made is extremely important because the the what you're going to get as a result. Yeah, we have tested five, six, seven different supplements for one thing. Right, and five of them will, will be part of my French shit. One of them will be absolutely fantastic. Right, so that tub of supplements that you've got there, yeah, may well be worth having a sip through. Yeah, one person you should definitely speak to is is one of our friends, Rick. He owns a supplement company called Strom Sports. Right, and they are sorry, Strom Sports. Strom Sports, okay. Um, and they are one of the leading manufacturers of supplements in the UK okay. because they base all their raw ingredients. They have certificates analysis for all their raw ingredients. They source again, the raw like ingredients. even the factories. It, it really does differ yeah. depending on what, where you get. Supplements made. I think yeah. one of the main things to stress as well is we have no financial obligation no, with any supplement store. And that was important. That was important because we that don't want to look one like we're pushing supplements. Mm. We, we genuinely do it because we know they work. Yeah. So whatever kind of the doctor advises is yeah. because we've seen yeah. clinical data that suggests that and that's it, going it to doesn't tie us to a company. Okay. So what we'll do? So we we're going to come to you. When are we coming to you? Next week. I next week. Yeah, next week next in where are we? Manchester. In Manchester. And then how long does it take for the results? Forty-eight hours. So we'll come to you, and then 48 hours we get the results. 
and then we'll come back here, Matt, and we'll say like uh, what the results Absolutely. are. Absolutely. We're more than happy to come down and speak for the results. That'd be yeah. amazing. And if everything's good, we then obviously would love to recommend it because I think this is the key to keeping healthy. Yeah. With ours, you, say you get a test bi- uh, biannually, so let's say you get two a year, yeah. you can see one result and then the next result, and you can see, okay, it was here, I supplemented this, and this mm. is where I am now. You can yeah. e- you can easily what, see what the differences were. What we're... What the advisories are great for, though, is ensuring that your life is made easier. So that mm. box of supplements, then, you're going to be rattling walking around London because there is that Actually, many yeah, supplements. I don't to take. take them away with me. I was just uh, somewhere else in the Caribbean, and, the, and I didn't take them with me because yeah. they're too many. Too many. And the digest element of things as well. Like there's yeah. so many capsules there. That's a joke. Yeah, all the gelatine, gluten, everything. Exactly. Yeah. So our supplements are they were direct hit. You know, it, it sounds as if you know the, the whoever you're using is using like a machine gun and just trying to find every single one and one yeah. of going to work. We we're more like a sniper. We okay. just kind of go for the direct hit. Okay, that'd be great. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Okay, so we'll come up and then we'll get the results in two days. And like I say, yeah, obviously you've got to be fit and healthy and everything. But I think the key to this is just question everything yourself. Mm. Yeah. Don't just take advice from what everybody says, mate. You know, nothing against GPs. Some of my family members are GPs and they do an amazing job. Mm. But they might not always be right. Mm-hmm. And I think it's good to question everything that yeah. you put into your body, Absolutely. like everything. I love this personally, just because like, you know, especially with, with what we do as well, especially myself, you know, going into different roles and being in different places, you're always moving your body mm. in and out. I mean, the last bloody three films I've done are ballooned in weight, drop weight, ballooned in weight. You've done... Ballooned s- again. Ball- <laughs> 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 ballooned again, trying to shift it. Okay. I said to James, we've got to start training. We're going to train with Eddie Hall next week and we're going to have our blood work then. But no, it did, people's lifestyle change. You know, yeah. new jobs, stress, different stuff like that. So it, it's not just like one direct thing one month and that's the rest I of your think life that's a key it's, thing it's a that we literally see every type of person mm-hmm. although we started yeah. with bodybuilders and athletes that's not the, the main demographic anymore it yeah. is literally so diverse isn't it it? Is. but that's the best way to start you're starting with but really healthy again, athletes for, for instance with you saying that you have quite a you know an adverse kind of you going up and then you're coming down yeah it's crazy all the time that's our forte yeah you know we we deal with bodybuilders who yeah. Yeah. will cut, weight, on cut weight to an inch of their life you know they'll be yeah. at 25 percent body fat in the off season and come down to three or four percent during the prep season. Yeah. So we, that is our forte and we, we know exactly where you should be for what you're currently doing. Yeah. Well, you're going to prevent a lot of serious problems happening to people. That's Hopefully. pretty good. Fingers crossed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's really amazing what you're doing. Um, the only thing I want, before we wrap up, um, we mentioned the blood, we mentioned the cardio. What what other things can you reel off that you do? You mentioned the... Uh, allergy screening. Allergy screening. Yep. So that That's a really good one because I'm not allergic to anything, but I bet you if I get it done, I'm probably allergic so to something. I was basically, <laughs> we started because of myself. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm really... <laughs> no, I've helped a lot of people. Uh, I'm very healthy, eat a really kind of strict diet. I run... I What's your run rate on MyFitnessPal? Oh, I'm running every day in January, but that's not the point. No, no. Oh, so Be- Becky's tracked, tracked, Be- oh, Becky's tracked, tracked my fitness pal for 1,600 days. Oh, yeah. Becky's what, sorry? Tracked my on fitness my fitness pal, pal for 1,600 okay. days. Oh, well. Everything she's eaten for 1,600 days. Wow. Creature of habit. That is a longer <laughs> relationship than what we've had. Yeah. Well. <laughs> that's so good because you, you get past the point where it becomes... The, you know the gym and the fitness becomes a habit. It's, it's, oh, it's the same a lifestyle, thing. Yeah, yeah they absolutely. say you have to, you know, you have to go to the gym between four to six months just to change the neuron in your it brain to, to become a habit, and, what, and you do it all the time. What I found that kind of mirrored with everybody else is I was getting these symptoms of like gas, nauseous. Mm-hmm. Um, I cut similar to yourself. I actually cut lactose out for five years. Um, again, we're still getting issues. So I was like, oh, what is it? So we, this allergy test we do is extremely comprehensive. Okay. So we look at three hundred and two different allergens, everything from kind of. Pollen, vegetables, meat, seasonings, um, dust bites, literally everything. Dairy as well, I'm assuming. Yeah, Yeah. literally. So, milk alone looks like five different types of milk. Um, 
the things that came back was uh, apple, carrot, celery, and hazelnut. So All of which you would never ever jump to in the shoe. Yeah. So it, just like simple things yeah. like coleslaw. Yeah. <laughs> Love coleslaw. Um, and literally that was causing me the issues. Wow. So since having that test and like yeah. kind of cutting them things out as much as I could. Okay. Virtually problem free. Okay. Right. What else is it? What else? What other areas do you do as well? Obviously urinalysis. So we do urine sample testing. For urine. Okay. Um, um, we do. What for? What is that to find what? So we test again more honed around bodybuilders which you test on the called the microalbumin to correct name ratio right. which basically tells you how much albumin's in the urine right. so the glomerulus of the kidneys is a bit like a sieve yeah. so it allows small molecules through not big molecules okay, just okay. the kidneys yeah. our, our albumin's effectively quite big so right. it's not going to want to find itself in the urine so we do that we do something called FOB which is a, um, a, a feces sample check when there's any blood in the feces um, we can do what can we do? Pretty much so can you do guts? It. What's the gut thing for the gut biome? Yeah, uh, carb protecting, gastrin yeah. 17. Yeah. So that literally the only thing you're not doing is the brain, basically. Pretty much. Yeah. You need the, fMRI at, next. At the minute. Yeah, that'd <laughs> be so, great. So we have, we have a direct referral route for um, okay. scans. That's well. something I'm super scared of doing, like yeah. fMRI. I really yeah. want to because, you know, I use my brain a lot, but yeah. I, I'm um, scared of doing it. That's something I'm, you know, going against my own advice. Because, yeah. you know, there was some, I think it was Logan Paul the other day, he went, have you seen the YouTube video? He had an fMRI and there's literally these big holes in his brain. Really? Yeah. What's an fMRI? Is that an MRI scan on the brain? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's... Um, you can find things by chance resonance. as well. Yeah. So like my brother, for example, was having neuro issues. Um, he had a, a scan, wasn't it? Just to kind of see. And he had a cyst on his brain. Really? But it, <coughs> From an fMRI? Yeah, but it's, it's not causing anything. It's not, that's, not, that's not actually causing the issue, right. but they found it by accident. Right. So often things like this are... So can you, find can you do that? By accident. We can't do that ourselves. They can, no. they that can refer, 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 refer in 24 yeah. hours. In the two years, they'll be buying an FMRI. I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's really expensive. I think that's a really good thing to check. Yeah. yeah. It is scary, but Why do you know what scary? I mean? Anyone, that, like, anyone you hear about that passes away, like Steve Jobs, they just left it a bit long. Like, mm. I don't want to say anything because I could be completely wrong, but every story I've heard, they didn't get things checked out when there were problems. Right. They were too so, busy. Or, you, or they didn't want to. Or you choose that, not to, no, don't you? You kind of, of avoid yeah. avoid the unknown. Yeah, yeah. old school, a lot of people don't like, hate going to the doctors. Like my yeah. uncle, said, I've never been to the doctor. So I could cook, it's the thing that they say, like a yeah. tough guy thing to say. So I think a lot of people just, they know there's a problem and they stay away from it. So It's like the old dentist. I've been to so many uh, old dentists in, in a lot in Wales and their teeth are not great and you think you're a dentist. Is that why you went to Turkey? We also ozone. do a little bit of longevity stuff. We do something called ozone therapy. Yeah. So ozone you therapy. You mentioned that before. Yeah, yeah. Ozone, I think you'll find this interesting. Well, well, ozone therapy is fantastic. Effectively, what it is is we take 150 milliliters of blood out of the body via a, a, a vacuum cannula. So there's a an eye set with a vacuum in it. We kind of let the arm and draw blood out. We infuse it with an anticoagulant, a sodium citrate, to stop it clotting, and then we have a machine that converts uh, an oxygen cylinder, well, oxygen from an oxygen cylinder at the back to ozone, which is O3. That then gets pushed back into the body. And oxygen likes to live in pairs. It's you know O2. Yeah, dioxide. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it likes oxygen. Sorry. Yeah, it, it likes to live in in, in two atoms yeah. as opposed to three. Yeah. This then kind of breaks away in the body, and the kind of free roaming oxygen atom basically attacks things like the mitochondria to help with or increase ATP production. Wow. It's severely antiviral. How'd you put it back in? Back in the same way it came. Okay. Okay. Like a reverse. Vacuum. Like IV, basically. That's amazing. Yeah. What was you saying about taking blood and putting it back in your face? Was that you or somebody yeah. else? Yeah, yeah. Vampire um, facial. Is it P P R P or P yeah, P R P? P R P. Okay, yeah. Yeah. This, uh, what, uh, you do that as well. No. Okay, okay. They take the blood, they separate the enzymes and the and the steps. They, they centrifuge it. Yeah, yeah, they take the plasma out. Spin it around and then and, and then, then you can it inject back. it into your face as a kind of what expensive facial. Is that wrong? 
Platelet yeah. rich, but it's. Is it, that what I do for hair? It's a vampire facial, yeah. Yeah, yeah vampire facial. Vampire facial. Is that why you're familiar with it, Chris? They start doing it in. Um, yeah. it, it's good for your face. Yeah. yeah. Good for your hair as well. Really it is. It's. Um, Mate, it's amazing. You, you see the results it. after it. I, so I, I had one done in Wales, vampire and it wasn't facial. my blood. It was. Um, a child's blood. It was. No, it was. It was. It was. It was the umbilical cord of a reindeer from Australia. That's just not why it's meant to just to say. I think that's illegal. I'm <laughs> sure, sure that's <laughs> no, not. Only right? you're talking about, you're talking about mesenchymal, um, mesenchymal umbilical stem cells. Yes. You can get them. Yeah. Well, a lot of people... It's, a, it's like this. You can buy it you, and it's like 50 quid for like a tiny bit and, and it's like supposed to be riched with... Well, bi- know, Bio Accelerator in Colombia, they do um, they do stem cells from a, f- a fetus, basically. Yeah. Um, they have wow. 30 females yeah. give birth in one. But when you have your babies, you should always take the umbilical cord and freeze it. That's what Really? Doing. Yeah, a lot of people do that. Yeah. Didn't uh, I think Tom Cruise used to eat the placenta or something like that, wasn't it? Oh, God, I don't know. Yeah. I know I know. Victoria Beckham got a lot of stick about 10 years ago for having the vampire facial. Mm. Um, but all right. No, it's just very interesting. That's I amazing. don't know if it works or not. But they do PRP into joint injections. That's quite okay. Quite well, well renowned. Okay, that's interesting. I've got um, a shoulder injury. That'd be nice to study. All right, lovely. That's great. Oh, have we missed anything? No, that's pretty good. Thank right, you so good. much for yeah. coming down. It's yeah, really exciting. No, thank you. Um, so that's the Blood Lab. Is it bloodlab.com or how? how uh, Dakota.uk. Brilliant. Okay. All right. Well, we'll come back uh, once we've been seeing you guys and got the results. Yeah, amazing. Thank, thank you so you. much. Thanks very much. <laughs> thank, thank you. you.